All season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. See, the sky's not falling. Everything's better. Not everything's perfect, but everything's better when you just take it easy, flush it, and move on, right? I'm Dominic Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is with us tonight. This is Brewers Extra Innings. We'll be with you till just past the 11 o'clock hour this evening. Uh, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. And Jeff, uh, have you ever been a part of a perfect game? Because tonight, we are one pitch away from watching one. I know. What a dominant performance tonight. It was definitely a needed performance from Freddie Peralta. Just one of those ones. You know, he's had the Rockies number for the most part in his last start in Colorado this year. But other than that, it was it was impressive to watch tonight, and he was definitely on his game. It was fastballs elevated that nobody could touch. It was sliders both in and out of the zone. Flashing good change-ups as well. I, I think that's as close to being perfect on everything clicking at once as I've ever seen any pitch. I mean, that... that drew back what Corbin Burns looked like in the second half of 2021 to me. And Freddie Peralta's last six starts have been virtually dominant. And the fact that this Brewers rotation is at full strength again, oh man, and Freddie Peralta's figuring it out again, my goodness, this team has really got some good vibes going right now. Right, it's one of those ones when they come out of spring training and you have your horses going and hopefully Miley might come back as well. But if you look at those guys and just when you come to the clubhouse and you know that you have a force on the mound going for you, any of these games with a game like Baralt, especially after kind of, I would say, a letdown with the Pirates, but at the same time, you know, not on a, on a great um, upward spiral, you know, you know how what stops losing streaks and kind of motivates a team is, is a dominant performance for that. 855-616-1620 if you want to join us here on the program tonight. What impressed you most, I mean, from Freddie tonight? It's a game that, you know, there's... 13 strikeouts, there's no walks, there's seven innings, and he was pitching without the lead for most of this game until the Brewers woke up in the fourth. What impressed you most? Well, the, the one thing was, was when they took the lead, right, when Drake hit the home run, and they kind of got those those add-on runs, those, those five five runs total. You know, he kind of came out and he went, fell behind 3-1 on the first two hitters of that, that inning, and, you know, I think it was going to be like, well, this might be the difference-making game because this is one of those guys, you know, we've talked about it many times with Peralta, you know, when he's down in the game, he seems to be dominant. It's that one inning, kind of when the Brewers kind of give him that little little bump, you know, that sometimes he has that little fallback. And tonight, you know, he fell behind 3-1 on the first. I think it was Diaz. Um, and then he came back and punched him out or he got him to jam to right field. And then he went punch out, punch out. So for me, it was one of those ones where he kind of got over that little hump. But we've seen kind of that one beginning that he's had during the course of the season. And tonight, just he looked like he was just a guy that was having fun. And it just looked like the talent was showing. And even in big league hitters, you know, when he fell behind 3-1, he still stuff was just dominant, especially that rising fastball. Freddie has been awesome as of late. It's the second time just in the last month he's got 13 strikeouts and no walks in a game. Just one home run that barely got over the wall in left field by uh, Ezekiel Tovar. So let me just read you the lines of the last few starts of Freddie Peralta, okay? Against the Cubs... He had 10 strikeouts on July 6th. Uh, on July 15th, his first start of the second half, six shutout innings against the white-hot Reds at the time. 
He was human against the Braves, but a lot of pitchers are. He gave up six runs in that game and two homers. But then he bounces right back against the Reds with six shutout innings, 13 Ks, no walks. And since that start, the six and 13, he went six innings in his last start against Washington. He went seven innings tonight against the Rockies. He is giving length and getting strikeouts at the same time. That's hard to do. You're generally throwing more pitches when you're getting strikeouts. The fact that he's gone six innings in each of the last three starts, I think, is certainly something to take note of for Freddie moving forward. Yeah, and it's one of those ones, too, right? It wasn't one of those long innings, those, those laborious innings where he throws 25, 30 pitches an inning. I think he did it with like 93 or 94 pitches tonight through seven innings. Probably one of those games that he could probably could have completed. But, I mean, this is a guy that you need to keep down the stretch. And, you know, you want to, it's it's weird, right? These, these these pitchers, you know, they're strong and they're durable. But, you know, at the, sometimes, you know, you want to kind of keep them in kind of, kind of porcelain and keep them in a safe, right? And so that was a game that was out of hand. And I think Council... And, uh, and the staff just kind of made the right decision to pull him. He had a dominant performance. The game was in hand, and uh, so you were able to keep him under a hand of pitchers for his next start. And there's 48 games left. If you're going to continue to roll with this five-man rotation, you know, you, you figure you've probably got something close to 10 starts remaining for Freddie. And, you know, not to put the cart before the horse here, but the Brewers are whoever wins the Central, and if the Brewers do get in by winning the Central or by getting a wild card spot, you know, that's a three-game series. And you've got Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta as you intended at the start of the year. I, I don't think there's going to be another National League playoff rotation that can compare to that. Maybe the Braves, but that's that's a three-headed monster right there. <laughs> Right, it's one of those ones. I mean, it's just, it's just you, you see the blueprint of the Milwaukee Brewers, right? It's just the the starting pitching and then the airtight back end, especially now they have a Chafin, you know, just kind of shrink that ball game and then just play great defense. And and tonight, they, you know, they scored a ton of runs, but we know what the blueprint is for the success of this team. It's all the pitching. It's all the defense. I mean, you could see the stark contrast too between, you know, a, a team that's really good at defense in the Brewers and a team that's not so good at defense in the Rockies. There were a couple flares that drop uh, the throw to no one in particular that allowed runners to advance. Then that set up the Sal Freelich base. I mean, there's just so many little things that add up in a game like this that continue to remind you, yeah, this is this team is built on the little things and the pitching and defense, the stuff that doesn't pop up in the box score. But man, it adds up to victories. Oh, you're you're exactly right, right? It's just 27 outs and and bases in the major league are just so important, right? And just holding guys and, and you know and to put them in a forced position, just play the game correctly. And Craig Council has always stressed that, and it seems like the Brewers have always identified people that can play defense and get those opportunities. Eight five five six one six one six twenty again. Eight five five six one six. 1620. This is from Josh in Milwaukee. That's just what we needed to start the series. Hats off to Freddie and Freelick for their performances tonight. It will never be the same lineup every day. But what do you think about the lineup construction going forward given certain performances? We're going to talk a little offense up next. But first, I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With the local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. More with Jeff and your texts and calls, 855-616-1620, right here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Welcome back. Dom Catronio, Jeff Cirillo with you this evening, recapping a 12-1 to 1 
Brewers victory over the Rockies. I'm Dom Catronio. So, Jeff, we, we talk about the pitching. We talk about how great that was. And it, it takes a performance like that to overshadow the fact that he often showed up, right? It's been, a, it's been a cold week and a half or so for the Brewers' offense. And, yes, they scored 14 on Thursday against the Pirates, but 12 runs tonight, lots of situational hitting. Uh, it seemed like just about everybody was, uh, as Sal Freelich said after the game, was fighting for the bat rack, and uh, it, it showed, man. After that fourth inning, he got the, got the big hit from Terang. Things really opened up from there. Yeah, right. The little the loop, the little slider, the little cutter. Lambert was throwing pretty good through the first rings, matching him. You know, you could just tell that though that that once the, the floodgates were open, that the, they knew that their pitcher on the mound had great stuff. You know, and they kind of opened it up, and then they got some big two out hits. You know, Contreras, and then Yelich did it, and they kind of flooded that ball to get to second and third, and then Contreras with the big two out uh, RBI hit to just kind of seal that one. You knew that four runs was going to be enough in this one. I mean, it all happened with two outs there in the bottom of the fourth inning, and furthermore. It all started thanks to a 1-2 pitch to Bryce Terang. Take me into the dugout here, Jeff. I mean, your offense is ice cold. You've got a man in scoring position with two outs uh, after a strikeout from Monasterio to make it two outs. So it's Bryce. And take me in. When, when that home run clears the wall, given the situation, two strikes, two outs, and your pitcher is shoving, you could literally see and feel the release. But what's it like when that moment finally comes saying, yes, this is the offense we know. Might have lost Jeff for a moment there. Oh, no. Do we have him back no, here, no. Isaac? No, we're back. Yeah, no, All sorry right. about that. Yeah, no, no, what, I mean, it was yeah. – uh, go. Go ahead. Give me the question again because I – It's I all good, but stuff happens. But I was just going to say, I mean, having the release finally to say with a one-two count and two outs, the offense being ice cold, and Bryce is the guy that, you know, opens – the, the floodgates, if you will, to get it done. Take me into the dugout when something like that happens for a slumping offense. All right, stuff's, stuff's going wrong here. So we're going to take a quick breather, make sure everything's all wired up and uh, make sure everything's properly across and tied up. We want to get this right. I want to hear from, from him today. But uh, for the pitching side of things, the player of the game is easily Freddie Peralta. From the offensive side of things, my pick has got to be Sal Freelich. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up once we get our lines all squared away here. It's all brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. And your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. Take a quick breather. We'll be back in a second and get Jeff back here on the line. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Stay with us. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Okay, I'm just going to test the water and put one toe in. Jeff Cirillo, are you with us? Yeah, man, I'm sorry about that, Dom. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it happened. Hey, man, it's, it's, it's 2023. We found out aliens are real and everything's gone weird, right? Oh, yeah. Way to handle the situation, Dom, with a pro. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 just technical difficulties. It happens to everybody. Okay, so let's finally spit it out. One and two count, two outs. Your offense is scuffling. Terang hits the homer. How are you reacting in the dugout? I think it's a, it's great. I mean, it's just one of those ones. It's just because you know you've been in such these these, these battle tested thing. You're getting another great pitching performance, and you know that Peralta's got great stuff on the night. It's just a matter. It's, it was early, right? It's like kind of the second time through the order. But it was one of those ones that you just kind of got to break the seal, and that's what they did. And then Lambert wasn't able to, to you know, he was he just reeled from there. And the Brewers, like you said, Felix, said it was a fight to the bat rack, and that's what happens, you know. And we've watched this so many times of just hitting as a contagious thing. It's today and, and, and forever in the game of baseball, you know, when, when one guy gets a hit, you know, it kind of breaks the ice, and everyone else is a little bit more relaxing when you come up with the plate. 
then all of a sudden it was just the floodgate opened and, and it was just one, just a special night for, for Peralta and, 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 the, and the hitters were able to, to join in on the party. Everyone got a hit except for Carlos Santana. Uh, sorry there, Slamtana, Mr. Smooth, but he will have another day, I'm sure. Uh, Yelich, two for three, two walks as well, scored three runs. William Contreras, three for five, a double, three runs batted in. Uh, Freelick, two for three, a double, a homer, four runs batted in. And I want to talk about Freelick here with you here, Jeff, because in his first step out of the game of the first, he wears one off the shin just below his knee on a hit-by-pitch. He's limping up the line. And I'm not going to use the hockey player cliche. That's been overused already, just like we overused the Owen Millers from Fredonia thing. So he's walking it up the line. He's shaking it off. He's going to be okay. He's staying in the game. He's going to be fine. You know he's not feeling well. And then for the rest of the game to go the way it did for him, I mean, it's just like, come on, man. It's He's making it look way too easy. Yeah, I'm just a Boston tough kid, right? I mean, he's just one of those those throwback-type players, you know, kind of that uh... – the Gardner, right from uh, from the right Gardner from the Yankees, just one of those guys who's just going to fight every at bat. He's got a short little swing. He's foot downs early, so he's kind of always on time. And you know, he's got a little bit more juice than you think, even though he's not a, not a big guy. But you know, he can drop some head on that ball down and in for sure. He's somebody that understands how the count works and what he has to do with count leverage. And, and can you kind of help put that into layman's terms for some folks who may not understand what count leverage means? Because it, it seems. And what I see is that I see a guy that understands each situation, that when he's ahead in the count, he's taking daddy hacks. He's up there ready to rip. But then we see like that double down a left field line where he's just slapping it, looking like Luis Arise, and all of a sudden it's a double. Take me through his approach when he has count leverage and when he needs to be up there battling. Well, he's just one of those players, too, though. And it's one of those ones when they're down by a couple runs. You'll see him. He'll take a 2-0 cookie down the middle. He will take a 3-1 strike, you know, to kind of work that leadoff hitter. You know, I think he's definitely comfortable in that little leadoff spot. But at the same time, you know, when he gets in a, in a, in a count leverage situation right now, he's looking to, to turn the fan on and looking for something in to pull because he does have some pull power. But then what you do is on the flip side, it's like, okay, you're going to be in situations where you're 0-2 and now you're just in fight mode, right? You're just kind of taking that pitch away and you're just trying to kind of just trying to cover away, cover away and protect in as best you can and just kind of foul it off or do whatever you can with that pitch. But you're trying to not get beat to that pitch away. And so it's, it's kind of refreshing to see, especially in today's game where guys just want to have, like you said, those daddy hacks on all three of their, their pitches, right? I'm going to take three swings I'm going to get 700 at bats. It means I'm going to get 2,100 swings in the season, and, and of those 2,100, I'm just hoping to to kind of crash hit into those. But so it's really refreshing to see a guy like me, like who's going to make pitchers work. And you know, the scouting report's going to be one of those ones too that that he's going to make me work for strikes. Bryce Terang has been also playing very good baseball lately uh, since July 26th. He is hitting 400. He's 14 for 35. He's got two homers in that stretch. And my favorite stat of this, during these last 12 games, he's got six walks and only three strikeouts. What are you seeing from Bryce Terrain that's got him in the groove right now at the box? I see I see a little bit. I think that his, his swing is a little bit a little bit flatter. And it's a less vertical, like in and out loopy to the swing. Obviously, the pitch tonight was one of a loopy down and in breaking ball, which is always a... Uh, a left-hander's paradise, right? That little breaking ball that just kind of comes down and at his knees on the on the on the corner end. But for me, it's one of those guys that you know. I think that his is he's maybe trying to get the ball out of the air a little bit more and maybe flatten out his. Oh no, we lost him again. Somebody's got to stop calling Jeff Cirillo. Don't they know he's on the air? Don't they know he's got a job to do? 
here on WTMJ. We've got stuff to do. We want to talk about baseball with Jeff Cirillo. Uh, while we wait to connect back with him, Isaac, just go ahead and get my ear whenever we get him back. Uh, I want right. to remind you the difference-making moment is brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Jeff, I know you're back. I know you heard the ad read, so you know it's a difference-making moment, but I bet we agree on what the moment was. You go ahead and take it first. And he's gone again. All right, well, we tried it. We tried it. It, For me, it's Terang. It's got to be Terang. It's got to be the home run. It's got to be getting things going uh, offensively because it opened the floodgates. They ended up scoring, batting around in that inning. Anderson followed up with a triple. Jeff Cirillo, do you have have the same thought as far as the difference-making moment? I do. I think that, that you're exactly right. I think that it's just it kind of let everyone breathe a little bit. Um, the difference making moment is the Bryce Ring, that, that breaking ball down and in. He was able to, to, to hook down the line for a home run and just the, the floodgates opening from there. Last thing I want to ask you about, and we'll let you go because this has been a weird connection night. It's, it happens. We'll, be, we'll get another chance tomorrow with Bob Brainerd. But uh, the, the fact that Willie Adamas got the day off today and Craig Council ordered him to not show up to the ballpark until four o'clock why is that significant what can it do for willie and man what a game for him to watch and celebrate with everybody in the dugout a heck of a game for the offense get going for him to watch and see that you know what some positive things can happen for him in the box as well i think that it's one of those ones and you know council's been there right so that's why you got those managers that have had those experiences like you know when it's good it's good it doesn't really matter what you do you know you show up at four you show up at one but when you're struggling a little bit and you just need sometimes it's called just a mental blow, right? And it's just got it's 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 or another term would be used as like a good solid fundamental benching just based on the fact just to see a game and just take it easy and just 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 watch the game and, and, and don't do anything today because you know, we know you've been grinding. Obviously, he's getting to the to the field early, looking at video, and sometimes you get a, a slave to the numbers, and you just kind of look at the video. And when you look, go back and look at video of your swing, no matter what it is, like you you could hit it, look at a hit tape in the off season, and be like, man, I was good. And then you can look at that same hitting tape during the season. You're like, yeah, that shortstop almost caught that ball. Man, I almost got lucky. So whatever you want to see in that video, you're gonna see. So I think it was a it was a great call and just. He's just trying to, to lighten the load and let him loosen, loosen the bat a little bit and, uh, and take his mind off of baseball just for a day. And I would hope, you know, I imagine he's going to be right back in there tomorrow. And I would hope, just to make it a little easier on him, have it be a soft landing, I think it would be a good thing to lower him in the batting order. He's going to be in the batting order, and the Brewers are not going to be successful without him. He is going to be in the starting lineup. He is not getting benched. He is not getting DFA'd. That is not happening. Willie Adamas can get nuclear real fast, and we have seen it happen before. I personally would put him sixth or seventh. I don't know what the Brewers are going to do. Do you agree with that statement to, to lower him in the order to ease the pressure? I, I would agree with that, right? I mean, it seemed like earlier in the year it was kind of they were relying on him in that 4-5 hole. Right. And just it's one of those ones. It's just you got to lengthen the lineup. And and sometimes when you go down there in that sixth or seventh hole, right, you see five or six hitters come up before you. You know, you don't have those guys, you know, and, and obviously Yelich and Contreras are going to keep getting on base, you know, and it becomes a, a more especially one of those ones where you need guys like Kelly we're going to put the ball in play, right? At least contact to allow those guys to get into scoring position and maybe, maybe score without via, you know, getting a base hit or a ground ball or just even a fly ball, get that run in. It was a, uh, 
trial and tribulation connection night with you, Jeff, but you brought it with the analysis. Much appreciated, my friend, and looking forward to watching another one tomorrow. It won't be with me. It'll be with Bob Raynard here on the show, but thanks as always for joining us. Oh, sweet. Bob will be there. All right, I'll have a better connection tomorrow for Bob. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a lot easier, and it'll be no big deal, and it'll be like nothing ever happened, but uh, appreciate you being here, Jeff. Good to see you over the weekend as well. Yeah, you as well, Dom. Take care tonight. All right, Jeff Cirillo here on the program as well. Get a little more numbers, get a little deep in the sauce here coming up next uh, with some of the numbers and the performances of this one. Uh, that's coming up next, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Ratings rolls on. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. A great stat on the text line. This is from Ringo in Goodman. Last 55 days since June 13th, Brewers and Reds are both 27 and 20. The Cubs are two games better, as assuming they're going to lose tonight. As uh, last I checked, they were down seven to two against the Mets, and they still are. So they are 29 and 18 over that stretch. But the Brewers still have the same record as last year after 114 games, and they were already two games back of the Cardinals at that time. This year, they're a game and a half up with 48 to go. Good stuff, Ringo. That's the kind of stuff that I'm looking up on uh, the uh, telecasts for uh, Bally Sports Wisconsin, trying to state things. Another thing that we found today. If you're into this sort of thing, run differential. Some of the nerds like me really get a little too enamored with run differential, if you ask me. I think uh, some people put too much of an emphasis on run differential. But, hey, it, it is good to see a positive number in their run differential. Entering today, the run differential was minus 8. Of course, you win by 11, so they are now plus 3. It's the first time they've had a positive Run differential since mid-May, since May 16th. That was after the uh, Brewers got drubbed by the Cardinals, remember, 18-1. to Then they got it back. They stayed in the green for one more day on May 16th against the Cardinals, winning that game. But then they went on a stretch where they would lose three in a row, and they have not been able to recover uh, to get their run differential back in the positive ever since and it didn't help by that 15 to 1 loss either against the Giants on the brutal month of May. I mean in April the Brewers in the in and March for that matter, the Brewers had a plus 28 run differential for the first month of the season. Yet then for May they had a minus 52 run differential. So it disappeared quickly, but yet every month since May they've had a positive run differential and they have been above 500 every month since May. 14 and 13 in June, 14 and 11 in July, and now they are 4 and 3 in August. So stack them up. That's what we're talking about. Win series, good things happen, add them up all at the end. Quick peek at the scoreboard. Again, the Mets leading the Cubs. That game uh, 7 to 2 in the bottom of the seventh inning, impacted by a uh, rain delay in that game. It has taken quite a while on that one in Queens, but the Reds did win tonight. The Reds beat the Marlins 5-2. to two. Young Ellie De La Cruz and Yuri Perez getting the matchup. Ellie went 0-3 with a walk and a strikeout on this one. Yuri Perez did not get out of the fifth inning. The young stud for the Miami Marlins. Miami's now been in a kind of a nosedive as, long, as well as the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks uh, not playing tonight, but those are the two teams that are supposed to be kind of in this dance in the uh, wild card race right now, and they're starting to fall them, take themselves out of it. And as of now, 
the the runner up in the central division is probably going to take that last wild card spot. It looks like the Phillies and Giants are clear and very safe to hold a wild card spot as the top two spots. Then it'll be the runner up of the central because Miami's falling apart, Arizona's falling apart. I don't think San Diego's for real. They got drubbed today by the Dodgers, and I, I just I just don't see it happening with San Diego. But I want to get to a couple of quick notes about today's game here. The Brewers faced only one over the minimum. They were the home run from Tovar away from this being a perfect game. It was only the third time in franchise history the Brewers only allowed one base runner in the entire game. And the last time was the uh, Corbin Burns, Josh Hader, no-hitter back in 2021. Now, the other game was back in 2019 on May 26th at home against the Phillies. The Brewers won this game 9-1. to And, man, it is a trip going down this box score. It was started by Brandon Woodruff. He allowed a solo homer to Andrew Knapp as he had a perfect game through five, then gave up the solo homer to Knapp in the sixth inning with the Brewers up 7 to nothing at the time. And uh, that would be the only base runner of the game. Woodruff went eight innings, the one homer, 10 strikeouts. Matt Albers would finish the game with a pair of strikeouts. But the, uh, man, the, the names, Zach Eflin started for the Phillies. Now he's a Tampa Bay Ray. Andrew McCutcheon was the leadoff hitter for the Phillies. Gene Segura was batting second. Gene Segura just got DFA'd by the Marlins the other day. Uh, Bryce Harper, of course, 0 for 3 with three punchies in this one. Uh, Odubel Herrera, Michael Franco was in the game. I mean, what a, what a lineup. Also uh, in this game, Freddie Peralta set a new franchise record for swings and misses in a game. Whiffs, as we call them. 31 whiffs tonight. That's the most in a single game in Brewers franchise history in the pitch tracking era. That goes back to 2008 confidently. Now, in case you're wondering, you know, well, wait a minute. How is, how is 31 the record when Ben Sheets had 18? That was back in 2004. We don't have confident swing and miss pitch data from that time. We could probably go back and watch it and fill it in by hand one day. But, yeah, the 18 strikeout game, we don't know how many whiffs he had. Maybe I'll make maybe I'll make that a passion project one day. I'll go count up how many whiffs Ben Sheets had in that game back on 2004 against the Braves. So some interesting note, news and nuggets from this one. It's been a lot of fun to watch great pitching from the crew. Uh, up next, we're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council. The Brewers have certainly got some great performances. It's all brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. As for who's hot, trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Their sale is extended. You can save up to $1,000 on a Daikin furnace or AC unit through the end of the month. Financing is available. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers win, big fashion, 12-1 over the Rockies. I'm Dominic Catronio. Fun one to say the least. How's the manager feeling after seeing Freddie Peralta strike out 13 and not have a single walk? Here's the skipper, Craig Council. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good fastball. It's, um, and then the, the off speed is in good spots. You know, he made a early mistake with a with a breaking ball and then after that at you know to Williams credit you can't just you don't go away from it but um, he made some good breaking ball pitches um, and that just makes your that makes a guy with a really good fastball it makes it even better and um, so it's it just feels like it's got great life on it right now and 
um, you know, even in some counts where, you know, the hitter may be kind of, you know, suspecting fastball, he's getting by him. Was it pretty much a repeat of what he did against the Reds a couple starts ago? or you seen? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's pretty accurate, yeah. Did you have a feeling this sort of run from him might have been coming just with the way the stuff looked? All year, how healthy he's been. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, you know, we've talked about it after a number of stars. Is like, you know, everything looks good, it looks right. Uh, wasn't getting the results he wanted. Was getting stuck in, you know, a game. Was giving up a kind of just a homer in the wrong place, unfortunately. But, but the stuff has been good all year. Um, and when he's, you know, when the when the off speed stuff is competitive, like it was tonight, um, it, it's it's big problems for the hitter. How much better is the command, too? Um, I mean, I think the command is good. I think I think Freddie has a arsenal that lets him get away with more. Craig, is this the all or nothing offense? Is it just baseball? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, I mean, we've had a couple of really good nights. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're that inning with all the two outs. I mean, if you, I, yeah, how are we going to explain that? I wish I, I wish I could. I don't, yeah. But it's like the, the, the two out and bad after a bad after a bad in that inning. So I imagine that's kind of exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, look, it was that, um, you know, Lambert did it. He did a nice job over the first, um, you know, three plus innings, and um, we got a leadoff walk, and and then we did we did some great two out things in the fourth, uh, for sure. Just just kind of moved the line, good at bats. Um, uh, Bryce hit a you know pitch like a slider down, I think, um, and then we kept going after that. Most importantly, it ended up being twelve runs, but how important was that hit by Bryce to? Yeah, I mean, anytime you change the, you know, you flip the score with kind of from losing to winning with one swing of the bat, I think those are those are big swings. Um, I thought seven innings from Freddie tonight was was huge just for the bullpen, who's you know we're on the back of a thirteen game stretch here, and um, yeah, we've been kind of bullpen's been doing a nice job, kind of picking each other up and sharing the load here. Um, so a lot of a lot of good things tonight. The homer was the only base runner. They had two. Yeah. No walks, 16 strikeouts. Just I know it's a lopsided win, but that's about as. Yeah, we we. I mean, that was as well pitch game as we've had this year for sure. Um, just uh, you know, attack and the the attack of the strike zone. I thought was just really really good. That was the fourth game this season. The Brewers have had at least 16 strikeouts from their pitching staff. That is tied for the most in baseball with the Mariners. And the Angels. Certainly a great night, to, to say the least. Uh, how about some highlights? Let's relive it coming up next on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Freddie Peralta getting the ball to start off a three-game series with the Rockies. And in the first inning, he allowed a solo homer to Ezekiel Tovar, but still he struck out five of the first six batters he faced in this game. Clearly, the goods were on for Freddie despite allowing the solo homer early. Little did we know, that would be it for the Rockies, but it was just a matter of the Brewers' offense showing up to the party. And it took with two outs and two strikes on Bryce Terang in the fourth to finally arrive. Brewers' offense trying to back him up a little bit here. 
One, two, high fly ball, deep right field. Going back is Tolia at the wall. Gone! Bryce Terang gives the Brewers a 2-1 lead with his sixth home run of the season. And the Brewers take a 2-1 lead, and they give that back up to Freddie Peralta. That was Lane Grindle's call here on WTMJ, and it would open the floodgates. Brian Anderson would follow with a triple, and he would come in to score on a Tyrone Taylor RBI single, yet they still weren't done. Yelich would hit a single. Both him and Taylor would advance after a bad throw from the outfield from the Rockies, and then William Contreras made him pay. Right above the belt. 2-2 pitch, ground ball back up the middle and into center field for a base hit. Taylor will score. Yelich around third. He will score. William Contreras with a two-run single. And the Brewers with a five-spot here in the fourth. It's 5-1 to one crew. Freddie Peralta would roll from there. He did not allow another base runner aside from that home run. He struck out 13 and also didn't walk a batter. Great stuff from him. The Brewers' offense, they weren't done in the bottom of the seventh. Seabold's 1-2 pitch. This is hit pretty well out to right field. Tony is back onto the warning track. It'll hit off the top of the wall. Yelich on his horse. He's going to be waved around third. Here's the throw to the plate, and Yelich is in there standing up. William Contreras drives in his third run of the night, and the Brewers had another one on the board. It's 6-1 to one crew. And then one of the best pieces of hitting you will ever see from Sal Freelich. 2-2 pitch. Freelich, a bouncer inside the third base back and into left field. This will be extra bases for Freelich. Contreras trots home. Freelich slides into second safely with an RBI double at 7-1 Brewers. And then, you know, there's only one thing missing, the home run. Siebold brings home the pitch, and it's a high fly ball deep right field. Tolling is back at the track, at the wall. He leaps up. It is gone. Taylor rides one out of here to right. Number four on the year for Tyrone, and it's 9-1 to one Brewers. Oh, no, they still weren't done yet. How about Sal for you? One. Sal, a high drive, right center field. Tolia's back onto the warning track at the wall. With a three-run shot, and the Brewers all over the Rockies here tonight in game one of this series. 12-1 Brewers, as Freelich got a high fastball, and he did not miss it. Sorry, Bob Uecker. Uh, it was just a Lane Grindle highlight night. I know Bob was there, I promise. It's okay, guys. <laughs> That's the highlights. Brewers win 12-1. They only allowed one base runner for only the third time in franchise history. Great night from the pitching staff. Better night from the offense. Game one in the books. Game two tomorrow. We'll talk about it coming up next right here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. All right, last couple of minutes here of the program. I'm Dom Catronio. Thanks, everybody, who's tuned in. Remember, you can always catch these Brewers All Access wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll be with you here, I promise. We're, we're ready to go. It's going to be a fun finish coming up down the stretch. Got some things in the hopper here coming for you. I think you're going to like uh, as we get ready for the Brewers to make a push. 48 games to go. Uh, that game in New York is just about final. It's 10-2 to now, Mets against the Cubs. So I am feeling comfortable in saying that the Reds will be in first place at the end, or uh, sorry, not first place, second place in the Central and in a wild card spot here by the end of the night. So that means the uh, the Reds are now in second place all alone. Uh, they are they beat the Marlins tonight. They are sixty and fifty five. The Cubs are about to fall to fifty eight and fifty five, and these Brewers still in control, sixty one 
and 53. Tomorrow, it's going to be Wade Miley on the mound. Wade Miley, the lefty, getting his second start since coming off the injured list, up against Kyle Freeland. And so that game will start same time, same place. 7-10 first pitch. Coverage will begin right after Wisconsin's afternoon news with Brewers warm-up at 6. That'll be with Bob Brainerd. And Bob Brainerd's got the show tomorrow, as he does on all Tuesdays. I have the day. I am, uh, of all days, to be in Baltimore. I just want to say here on the record, Kevin Brown, you did nothing wrong, my friend. And I'm glad to see the broadcasting world rallying around the television broadcaster of the Orioles. Cooler heads will prevail. They always do. I'm Dom Catronio. My thanks to Isaac Marquardt, our producer. Keep on swinging.